six. Good afternoon, team. I hope you are locked in for a fun weekend. Welcome to this week's Sports Fix with me, Ben Cullen. Co-host Australia reached the Women's World Cup quarterfinals with a clinical win over Denmark in the last 16 at a packed stadium Australia. Caitlin Ford put the Matildas ahead in the 29th minute, finishing from a tight angle following a great pass from Mary Fowler. Hayley Rasso added a second in the 70th minute with a driven finish after good work from Amelie van Egmond. Denmark, playing in the first World Cup since 2007, were making their first appearance in the last 16 for 28 years. And Australia had only ever reached the last eight at the World Cup once before, back in 2015, losing their four other knockout matches across the years. Dillian White has returned an adverse finding from a doping test, causing his heavyweight rematch against Anthony Joshua on the 12th of August to be cancelled. The Voluntary Anti-Doping Association informed promoters Matchroom and boxing authorities of the test result. In light of this news, the fight will be cancelled and a full investigation will be conducted, said a Matchroom statement. A devastated White says he is completely innocent. I am shocked and devastated to learn a report by VADA of adverse findings relating to me, White wrote in a statement released on Twitter. I only learned of it this morning and I'm still reacting to it. Joshua could still fight at London's O2 Arena if a new opponent can be found. Phoenix Mercury guard Diana Taurasi made women's NBA history when she became the first player to score 10,000 career points. Taurasi reached the milestone with a three-point shot in the third quarter during Mercury's 91-71 home win against Atlanta Dream. She finished with 42 points and also became the oldest player in the WNBA history to produce a 40-point game. I just felt good and they were looking for me. Tarassi, a three-time WNBA champion and a two-time WNBA Finals Most Valuable Player, ended the night with a total of 10,024 career points. We now welcome back former professional rugby player and men's national head team coach, Lewis Evans. He joins us via Zoom. Can you give us some insight in what you've been pushing within the team, whether it was when you first came in or, or what you're doing now, whether it be culture goal setting philosophy mindset yeah give us give us some insight again the whole coaching philosophy sort of things i think again when you're on the level four you discuss it a lot but i think the, the biggest thing is just creating that that good environment now again as as well she's i think we well the guys who i particularly know i think we find the whole culture thing a bit cynical sometimes back home and i think that's one of the biggest things i've learned here especially deal with a lot of the Southern Hemisphere guys, Kiwis in particular. The whole cultural aspect is is really important and um, trying to develop that um, that winning mindset and things, some of which I'm still kind of, you know, trying to learn and develop. But the biggest thing I try and create is just that learning environment and trying to make everyone think that safety is the psychological safety is what they, they refer to it as. I think from what we've learned and spoke about with like the previous regime, we wanted to make it a far more comfortable environment so that, you know, player empowerment, I believe in massively as well from being a player, uh, certainly in previous regimes where your voice wasn't heard. I think that uh, it is a frustrating thing and I think that's where it, it kind of leads to, yeah, players not being comfortable to speak or, you know, the, the environment isn't moving in the right direction. I've seen that in the past and that's something which... I've always tried to avoid as a coach. 
And I think uh, what what we managed to we had a group good group of players first and foremost. We had a good group of senior players as well who were very comfortable in taking a lead and direction in that. And for me, I think it's just about facilitation. Like there's, uh, you know, make sure that the the coaches are in a in a good place and they've got a plan in place. Which, you know, I think a head coach is about providing the direction and then. You know, when that is Joe Barker, he obviously he's great attack coach, and what he his mindset is with attacking, he's great. You just gotta let him do it, and then obviously just see see how we achieve it, and and working with the likes of Alex with the scrums. I mean, I, this guy loves scrums. He loves all. I think he was the contact coach as well at the time. So again, working with him and kind of trying to get his message across. That that was the challenge really, and and. I think we had a real good young coaching group. We didn't get everything right all the time, but um, but yeah, I think what we did, we managed to create a little good learning and enjoyable uh, environment. And again, as far as success, we won two ARCs, which is great. I think when we went to Rapid Charge, we were looking really good. And again, we looked at uh, some of the footage back from some of those games and we didn't fire on all cylinders, which was a shame and frustrating, but even the performances against Kenya, um, what we managed to create was was brilliant. It's just that game, for some reason, it didn't quite stick at, at the last hurdle, really. But, um, you know, there's been lots of learning and I've really enjoyed it. And I think the environment which we've managed to create as a group of coaches has been positive, a real positive one. And I think, yeah, the guys want to be playing for Hong Kong and putting the jersey on. And that's the most important thing, really. And that's where, you know, we want to... The future is attracting these players to Hong Kong because of the, the dynamic of it being semi-pro for at least the short term. You know, you want to bring these guys back to a quality. You need to make it a good environment, but also you want to make sure that these youngsters coming through want to play for Hong Kong as well because it is a sacrifice that these guys are making. And obviously to do that, you need to make it a, a, an environment which is one you want to be a part of. So that's been the priority. Yeah, fantastic. And then finally, you touched on it there, success. What is success for you guys moving forward? What's what's on the horizon? Uh, again, it's a great question. And I think, you know, we're at the start of a four-year cycle. Um, the World Cup's coming up now and seeing Portugal in there um, is definitely something which is, is, is an ambition aim. It's got to be something which we've got to be looking to get to in four years' time. Yeah. So um, the next three, three, four rapid charges have got to be about putting the, the right places, the right, right things in place and they get the right people in the room, uh, making sure that in, in 2027 we are competitive for that repercharge and we were going into wherever that will be uh, with a very good chance of winning it and then ultimately being in the World Cup. So I think that's the, the longer term aim. How we, how we get there, uh, I'm still not too sure. I'm still not sure of what kind of what the what the plan is or how that's going to exactly but uh, materialize. But uh, the aim is to make sure that we win these ARCs, get that winning mindset in place for sure. And yeah, just develop the next next group of players. We had, a, again, like I said, the, the group of players that we took to rep charge and had in the last ARC, fantastic people, really good group of um, rugby players. Um, but there will be a lot of those guys retiring in the next two, three years. Um, I think we had a, a very let's say, good senior player group, uh, but they were essentially some of them were not far of my age. So uh, now is the important role now of uh, Joe Barker, who's gone into this pathways transition role, 
uh, to make sure that these guys coming through, working alongside the likes of Logan, who's the head coach of 20s, to make sure that those boys coming through are going to be the, the, the quality um, international players that we need to win ARCs and then win a rapid charge and then hopefully be in a World Cup. And I think that's got to be the aim. Um, would If we had gone to that World Cup now, I think it would have been a massive, daunting um, situation because of where we're at. We we're asking these guys to sacrifice time off work enough as it is to, to go to a rapid charge and you know, everyone that you know, we've got bankers, we've got traders, we've got PTs and teachers in this group. And um, again, what we're asking them to do is to make big sacrifices. And and again, the vast majority were happy and willing to do so. And what we've got to do now is make sure that we've got things in place going forward so that when we're in that rapid charge, we are as fully professional as possible and we can really challenge for that World Cup spot. Brilliant. Brilliant. Lewis, thank you for, for joining us today. Thank you for giving us a quite a detailed look, actually, into, into, into what has been going on and what, what's coming up. So appreciate that. Good luck with your third season, both at club and national level. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to be cheering from the sidelines because, you know, we oh. are opposing clubs, but uh, I wish you all the best anyway. Appreciate it. Thank you, mate. Legend. Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. Last weekend, Scotland stunned France with 14 men to come back and beat one of the World Cup favourites. This weekend, they run it back, and that is my hottest ticket in the world this week. Have a great weekend, all, and I'll see you for your sports fix next week.